0: This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements, helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by Allstate, American General, The Hartford, John Hancock, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life and Prudential. Now joined Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, the head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, today on Ringler Radio, we're going to talk about some important issues that you'll want to hear about how to help untangle what can be a maze of Medicare and Medicaid compliance. This is an area critical to claimants, attorneys, and insurers, and we're also going to talk about the brand new SMART Act, which uh, was passed by Congress and recently, in fact, I think last night, just signed into law by President Obama. Uh, We'll get a chance to see just how smart that act really is. Well, here to help us navigate through the topic is our special guest, Tom Blackwell. Tom is the new Vice President and Program Director of Ringler Medicare Solutions, Of course, we call it RMS, as we abbreviate everything in the business. And uh, this RMS, or Ringler Medicare Solutions, is a very important subsidiary of Ringler, and uh, we're here to have Tom tell us all about it. So welcome, Tom, to Ringler Radio.
2: Thank you, Larry. I appreciate you uh, allowing me to come in.
1: Great. Well, first of all, congratulations on your new role, uh, Tom. For our listeners out there who might not know, why don't you tell us a little bit about your own background, and then talk about Ringler Medicare Solutions.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am a uh, born and raised uh, Florida resident uh, who, for the last decade, has been working in Medicare compliance, um, helping insurance carriers, uh, third party administrators, and self insured entities to identify Medicare exposures and create programs. Uh, consistent programs that uh, facilitate the handling of claims that have Medicare secondary payer exposure with, uh, with the end goal of basically streamlining the settlement process and making uh, making settlements happen, which is what we're in the business of doing.
1: So with that kind of a background, I guess that's why they hired you.
2: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Into yes,
1: RMS. Sir. So tell us about uh, Ringler Medicare Solutions and how it's been uh, – Going about trying to help people solve
2: those problems. Well, Ringler Medicare Solutions or RMS is a a pretty unique little company in that uh, we've been around since 2010, and um, for the most part, it is a Medicare solution company. But don't let the name fool you. Ringler Medicare Solutions does more than just Medicare compliance. We are a full service. Uh, medical cost containment company, and settlement solutions company. And the main purpose of RMS is to provide our clients best-in-class services related to issues involving Medicare, secondary payer exposures, complex Mm -hmm. medical issues, anything that might impact settlement and uh, create log jams or bottlenecks with regards to to closing a file. So, we do a lot.
1: No question. And you know, with the complex set of rules and procedures set by Congress and of course CMS, uh, the Center for Medicare Medicare Services, it's important for all of us to have expertise in Medicare and Medicaid compliance uh, when settling claims. So that complexity of the rules and the, and the ever-changing rules makes someone like RMS uh, that much more important to deal, to, to deal with those issues for, for all of our folks. Would you agree with that?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, to that point, most of our clients look at Medicare secondary payer exposures when they're, when they're looking at a work comp claim. Mm-hmm. But when you're thinking about MSP compliance issues, you have to think about your claim, be it a liability claim or a workers' compensation claim. Congress and and Medicare think about work comp and liability being the same kind of insurance. So the exposures fall along all lines of insurance. And And the trick is to identify what's the best method of compliance with the MSP and what is the the client's appetite for risk and, and coming up with a solution that that facilitates settlement but also protects them from from future exposure or recoveries.
1: No, no but, question, yeah. no question. So you know, I I think it's always a good idea to repeat some of the basics for our audience. Uh, sure. we, we've had several shows on on obviously the Medicare uh, Secondary Payer Act, but. Let, let's give us a, a little bit more of a primer than we've had in the past. So, so let's start from the from really from the top. What is a Medicare set aside, and what should claimants, attorneys, and insurers be concerned about getting it right?
2: Well, a Medicare set aside, boiled down to its its essence, is really just an identification of future necessary related future medical costs associated with a bodily injury claim. And what a Medicare set-aside does is it it is a report that identifies those medical services or treatment that is Medicare covered Mm -hmm. so that a portion of the settlement proceeds can be set aside, and I put that in quotations, uh, so that the the plaintiff or the claimant in the future is going to have money to pay for services once the, the claim is settled without Creating a, a new financial burden for the Medicare or Medicaid program.
1: Sure, because in the past the uh, claimants were getting the full amount of their settlement and and you know maybe promising to repay Medicare, but but dissipating those funds and there was no vehicle set to to have that money there set aside for it and uh, really Medicare was getting shortchanged.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a really kind of interesting story in that you know the the Medicare Secondary Payer Act was enacted as part of the Omnibus Reconciliation Act of 1980 and from 1980 until January 1st of 2002 that's what happened people settled claims took their medical money and spent it on boats and furs and diamonds and jewels mm-hmm. and not medical services and went to medicare at some point and the federal government had to pay for those services and of
1: course the federal and, government is really all of us so i mean we we the taxpayers exactly. the taxpayers are really footing the bill for people who aren't, weren't necessarily uh, as uh, careful with their with their spending
2: and, they, and you're absolutely right. And Congress recognized that. And in July of 2001, uh, Medicare or CMS, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, promulgated a policy which is known as the Patel Memo, which said, hey, this has got to stop. You know, we want to make sure that that money that was identified for future medical or should be identified for future medical is spent on future medical. Mm-hmm. And the Patel Memo basically described Medicare set aside, what it is, how it should be written. And um, starting January 1st of 2002, they started enforcing their MSP rights mm-hmm. in, in two ways. First, they were recovering any payments that were made. Conditional primary payments is what they're called by Medicare. Yeah, they we, were re- we, call them, we call them liens
1: in, in, in the vernacular. Medicare
2: liens, mm-hmm. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And you know, so they started collecting Medicare liens, and then they also started uh, asking insurance companies to uh, identify future medicals, specifically in workers' compensation, to identify future medicals and then set that money aside. And they gave guidelines for you know how to come up with that with that number, and then pretty strict requirements with requ- with regards to you know how those money should be administered post settlement. Then they said it's a voluntary process. Mm-hmm. So it was a uh, it was a very interesting time. Uh,
1: you know, no, no question. And of course, uh, the area that really started this process uh, is is the workers' comp arena, where where these yeah. set asides were. It was kind of commonplace for them to be utilized. The liability was kind of in the laying in the weeds there. And then uh, finally, when I guess when CMS woke up to the liability side, the new rules and regulations were promulgated, and we can we can see where it's headed uh, on the set aside uh, arena into the future with liability. So, with all of that, why don't we uh, take a second and talk about how RMS works? Uh, take us through the process of an individual claim. Uh, if someone's dealing with a claim and they get into the process of dealing with RMS, how would that? How would that all happen?
0: Typically,
2: what what happens is in 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 a bodily injury claim and workers' compensation or liability. At this point, mm-hmm. um, the parties identify a, a, a claim and, and they wish to settle it. They want to close the Close the file, and then at that point, um, they they they'll refer the file to to RMS um, with the with the um, task basically of identifying whether that claimant has is a uh, a Medicare beneficiary or has reasonable expectation of Medicare enrollment in the next thirty months, meaning they're on Social Security disability or have applied for SSDI. Um, and you know, there's that chance that they're going to get on Medicare. Uh, once we've done the identification process and it, it determined yes or no that this is a a claim with a uh, a Medicare secondary payer exposure, at that point we gather medical records, identify what treatment uh, is going to be necessary or reasonable treatment uh, with regards to future treatment uh, post settlement, uh, apply jurisdiction by jurisdiction uh work cop fee schedule in in workers compensation in liability we are um we are allowed to use usual and customary mm-hmm. and then uh price that out annualize that number and then uh at that point rms goes to uh a structured settlement company mm-hmm. uh ringler associates or or another and gets a rated age Uh, rated ages of course are uh it's a methodology for determining life expectancy using comorbidity factors to reduce the life expectancy we take our uh, life expectancy multiply that annualized amount for future medical costs and uh times that by the life expectancy and then we come up with the total future medicare covered expense which is your msa number Mm -hmm. and then um we present that to the parties we uh make sure that everybody's happy with that number and then um submit it to medicare in 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 instances where that's appropriate in other instances, we just use the intrinsic value of of identifying those numbers included in the settlement language, and then um, settle the claim. All of this happens in like six days by the way
1: and <laughs> well you know i I want to talk about that because one of the things that we, as uh, structured settlement brokers, and, and of course anyone out there that's a claim handler or an attorney, I mean, one of the one of the real problems with most of this is the time consuming nature of of most of these uh, uh, exercises you're talking about. Tell tell us about how RMS deals with those issues. Of in other words, how long does it take for typically when a, when a case is submitted for it to get you know get back to that individual with the report you mentioned and and. Can you tell us a little bit about the cost of uh, the services that are out there for your, uh, in RMS?
2: Absolutely. Um, typically, um, what we what we try to do at RMS and, and our goal is to create consistency within this process, streamline it, have it always be the same. Unfortunately, that's not possible in some instances, but. I'd say in 80% of the claims we can get it done in about 6 to 8 days depending on the, the the number of medical records. Um in terms of costs, you know the 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 report that we generate the Medicare set aside either for workers compensation or or the LMSA or for liability, mm-hmm. um, we'll, we'll typically run between uh, twenty one hundred dollars and you know, eighteen hundred, depending on the complexity of the claim or or the format of it. We provide services that identify just Medicare covered expenses, but we also provide a, a report that has uh, non Medicare covered expenses. So you get a whole you get a global view of what the total medical. So health, it could be uh, as as
1: small be. as eighteen hundred dollars for this for this report, or uh, maybe a little more, depending on complexity. that That is a very competitive yeah. price, based on my experience. Is that, is that where you yeah. tried to set your price point?
2: Uh, well, at RMS, the, the, the cost for uh, a Medicare set-aside report, be it for workers' compensation or, or liability, uh, runs from a low of 1800 to a high of, of 2100
1: Well, that's very competitive, and as far as I can tell.
2: Yes, sir. Uh, we we definitely looked at the market and and price points uh, throughout the industry, and we wanted to make sure that RMS's numbers were competitive, and so we we priced it lower than everybody we could find.
1: Well, that's that's a noble <laughs> by any by any stretch. <laughs> how you know how one of the real issues that we're dealing with is the constant revisions in, in the, in the rules and, in, in, in the, and in the uneven interpretation of these rules uh, across the country, how does RMS keep up with all of those constant changes? And, and from one CMS office to another, there, there seem to be different interpretations of as to how they're, they're actually followed.
2: Yeah, there, there, there definitely is some inconsistency and some subjectivity with regards to the process. Uh, RMS deals with it, um, very well, actually. In that uh, we spend a lot of time on the the cms. dot gov website. Uh, we we have deep relationships with uh, the Coordination of Benefits Office. We deal uh, with the Medicare Secondary Payer Recovery Center, or the MSPRC, and they keep us. Uh, to date on what's going on, uh, mostly because we call them all the time and and, and ask them, well, you know, what's going on with this particular issue and what's going on with that particular issue. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of jurisdiction and the the changes in in how the interpretation of the MSP is um, enforced, there's there's just a lot of legwork that goes into that. So Mm -hmm. you, you just have to be on top of it. But that's our job. Um you know that's that's what we do that's part of the value that we bring our clients whether they be a regional client or a national client they don't have to worry about that stuff that's that's our problem we we
1: handle it. Well, you know, that, that becomes it's, – it's almost a nightmare for all of us out here in the real world trying to deal with this, to, to mm-hmm. cope with these these differentials uh, in, in interpretation, et cetera. And I'm I'm awful glad that companies like RMS and other good companies out there uh, you know have that kind of a due diligence process because it's certainly needed in, in, for all of us to really function as we want to do every day. So let's uh, take a quick break right now and uh, come back in just a minute with much more on this uh, very interesting topic uh, with Tom Blackwell. We'll be right back.
0: You can listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com or legaltalknetwork.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose from almost 200 topics. There's a Ringler Associate in all the major cities of the U.S., No one has more experience than a Ringler Associate. Check out our new website at www.ringlerassociates.com for the best information for claimants, legal professionals, and claims personnel, and to find the Ringler Associate nearest you. When it's your interest at stake in a lawsuit settlement, you want only the best financial plan. You can count on Ringler Associates to structure a customized plan that meets the needs of you and your family for the future. Visit RinglerAssociates.com to learn more. Ringler Associates has innovative solutions for legal professionals. In cases involving the ever-changing Medicare compliance factors, we work closely with our clients to assist in the identification of claim settlements where Medicare consideration is recommended. Go to www.RinglerMedicareSolutions.com for more information.
1: Welcome back to Ring the Radio. Glad you could join us. I'm your host, Larry Cohen, and today I'm joined by Tom Blackwell, the new Vice President and Program Director of RMS, Ringler Medicare Solutions. Tom, uh, let's switch gears now. Uh, sure. I want to talk about this, what they call the SMART Act, which just was enacted, just was signed last night, by I think, by President Obama. Tell, tell us, take us back, what was the impetus for the industry trying to push for the smart act and and talk about what it is and why it was important that, uh, that it passed through Congress.
2: Basically we we touched on that, uh, on that point just a little bit earlier when we talked about the inconsistencies in the interpretation by the, the industry and by Medicare in terms of compliance under the Medicare secondary payer act and, and the federal government's enforcement of it. Um, it It's very, very subjective. And, that subjectivity was not conducive to um, the insurance industry's business model. Um, we, we in the industry need to have, you know, a a, a process that follows a, a linear line. You do step one, two, three, four, and you know what the consequences are for not doing one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Um, about two or three, about three or four years ago, the uh, MARC Coalition, Began lobbying um, CMS and, and Congress to uh, develop amendments to the to the Medicare Secondary Payer Act that would provide those sorts of um, efficiencies and uh, guidelines so that the interpretation of the MSP was uh, much more clear and would allow for us to to, to comply and know what we have to do as an industry.
1: So, Tom, uh, I, I know the, the passage of the SMART Act. It's always uh, controversial when things like this pass. I'm sure it's a large bill and full of a lot of words, but for the audience out there that are dealing with these issues day to day that have dealt with the inconsistencies of the Medicare Secondary Payer Act all these years, what is it about the SMART Act that's going to be helpful to, to them as they do their job?
2: The SMART Act reforms several aspects of the conditional payment processes and, and Medicare insurer reporting requirements under Section one eleven mm-hmm. of the Medicare, Medicaid, S Chip Extension Act. Mm-hmm. So in essence what it what it's doing in, in five sections is identifying areas that the industry and and Medicare have have recognized as being law, areas of where there's a log jam. Uh, the mm-hmm. timing is just incredibly long. Um, conditional payment, um, uh, resolution, um, uh, identification of conditional payment demands by Medicare. Uh, there's no, there was no centralized location to, to identify uh, on a website or anything like that in terms of how much Medicare services related to the injury were out there. Um, the Smart Act basically identifies in in those five sections, uh, you know, a conditional payment final demand. We couldn't get that information pre settlement. Mm-hmm. At one point, now as a as a as a as a uh, result of the the Smart Act, we now have the right to request from Medicare 120 days or six months prior to settlement um, a demand letter. Mm-hmm. from Medicare so that we can say uh, all right we can we we know what the costs are going to be to to settle this claim and Medicare is required under the Smart Act to respond in a certain period of time otherwise they lose the 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 recovery so there's a there's a real So in other words now,
1: now ha, have we shifted the responsibility so that if Medicare doesn't do their thing in in a proper timely way uh, they're 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 not going to be able to get recovery. Whereas in the past it was always you guys have to do it the right way, and if you don't, and I don't care what it is, you're going to have to pay twice or do with a penalty. Is that is that part it, of the exactly. process? Exactly,
2: that is exactly it. Medicare and the federal government now have skin in the game.
1: Okay, so, good, good. So it sounds a, to that's me that's a good thing for us. Yes, it sounds to me, and and tell me, maybe you can make comments as I as I mention these issues. But sounds like the Smart Act is is to uh, increase the efficiency of the process, uh, speed up the timeliness of the process, put uh, put the government and Medicare, as you said, with some skin in the game so that there are some penalties that they have to suffer if they don't comply in a proper way. Uh, what else? Anything else that, that- – Might be interesting.
2: Yeah, there's a ton. There's a ton of other things that are that are included. Uh, Not only does Medicare uh, have requirements in terms of timely responses and uh, consequences should they not respond in a a timely fashion, it also identifies uh, for the mandatory insurer reporting under Section 111. uh, Going forward, starting in 2014 for fiscal year 2015 basically what they're going to do is they're going to identify thresholds for reporting and they're going to say, okay, any claim that that doesn't meet this dollar threshold is not going to be subject to is going to be exempt from reporting number one, which mm-hmm. you know relieves our, our our clients that are responsible reporting entities from mm-hmm. the potential of thousand dollar a day penalties, you know, per file per occurrence but also um, identifies those claims where recoveries don't make sense financially to the federal government. So they'll be exempt um, That is going to be an annualized number. It's going to come up every year uh, by November 15th, by the secretary of uh, health and human services has to promulgate that to us so that we know well in advance of the, of the new fiscal year that that, that that threshold exists um, in terms of discretionary um, fines, for noncompliance with the uh, mandatory insurer reporting uh, or Section 111 reporting, basically uh, the way that the statute was written originally, the MMSEA was very, very draconian. It was, if we find you in noncompliance, yes. you will be fined. You know, it's not a may. And the Smart Act actually changes that language to may be penalized. You know, you may yes. have consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes further to identify a, a process by which Medicare will, and the Secretary of Health and Human Services will identify for the industry, you know, what has to happen to uh, result in sanctions or penalties, mm-hmm. and what penalties are going to be used uh, in those situations. So it's going to be much clearer yeah. to the industry what what exposures exist as a result of reporting.
1: Well, then, I will just say that clarity is going to be a, a novelty in this business because it's, it's and it's terrific that it's that it's going to happen. And you know, I think the Smart Act itself and some of the nuances uh, around it are really the subject of a whole other show. And I think we'll we'll bring yeah. you back uh, just to talk about much more specifically what the Smart Act is going to do and how it's going to help us all. But absolutely. Let, so let's get back for for a few remaining moments now to uh, RMS, and uh, you know, I think. Let, let's help our audience understand one thing that you mentioned before, and that is that when you're putting together the, uh, the Medicare set-aside in that process, you're, you're obtaining an age rating and then you're essentially annuitizing the, the, the Medicare set-aside future uh, amounts that are required because that reduces the cost of that set-aside. Why don't you talk about how an annuity and a structured settlement in that process helps reduce cost?
2: I've always been a proponent of structuring and, or annuitizing Medicare set aside money for, for many reasons. Um, but probably the, the, the most selfish reason I, I, I have is that, you know, these costs are substantial. Uh, the average allocation runs probably or somewhere between 68,000 and $87,000. Mm-hmm. And that that's a statistic that, that Medicare put out. Um, you can save 40% by annuitizing that medicare set aside and ensure by using a structure that the the medicare set aside funds will always be there mm-hmm. they will they will get annualized payments and in some situations depending on the 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 type of life product that's that's used that if the claimant should live longer than their life expectancy they're they're going to continue to get those annualized payments mm-hmm. and you know, extend the um, protection to the Medicare program and extend that stream of funds to the claimant. So they'll always have the best treatment possible.
1: Well, you know, that's, you know, we, we've we been doing an awful lot of these annuitizing of uh, structuring of these Medicare set-asides. And, and not only does it provide that kind of certainty into the future and the money will be there, but... Just by simply re, you know reducing the cost of, of of funding it, it puts more money in the claimant's pocket uh, to, yeah. to take away, and I think it's it's kind of a win win for everybody in that respect. Yeah. So I think that's a a real plus. I'm sure we're going to be seeing an awful lot more of that in the future. Well, you that know, should. Tom, before we say goodbye, I, I I want to give you an opportunity to tell our our audience really about the experience level of the folks at RMS and uh, and what you can bring to the table from in, in terms of knowledge base that you've had over these years. Go ahead.
2: Larry, I've been very lucky in that I've inherited a great uh, staff and and a great group of people. Um, Experienced subject matter experts with the ability to answer questions um, almost instantaneously. So clients should feel free to to contact us or the Ringler Associates at any time. And uh, clients should feel free to to contact us and, and know that they'll get an answer immediately.
1: Well, you know, what I find, Tom, is, you know, we've been using RMS uh, here in this office for uh, quite a while and uh, before you came on board even. And uh, I'd say the work yeah. product, I'll just tell the audience, and, and obviously it's a Ringler subsidiary, so there's uh, obviously the opportunity for a little bias here. But but I, I'm, I'm speaking more from an objective uh, standpoint. The work product is fantastic. Uh, the experience level of your staff is, is really, really good. And I'm sure you're going to bring a lot of leadership to that group. Uh yeah. And as Thank I said before, and I, I in, an, in an effort to be fair, there are other companies out there that are also very good. So uh, I encourage the audience to participate. Use the Medicare uh, entities out there that, that are your favorites. Uh, you know, obviously Medicare RMS uh, is one that you might want to give a shot. I'll uh, give a try to. But uh, I'm looking forward, Tom, to working with you uh, over the Thank next uh, few years. Okay.
2: Thank you. Appreciate Thank you. all the time. Thank
1: you. So, Tom, I want to thank you for being our guest today on Ringler Radio. While uh, there's always more to talk about, and we're going to have you back, especially about the SMART Act, uh, tell our audience uh, what would be the best way to reach you if they wanted to, to get in touch
2: with you. You can always reach me at uh, our our main number at 888-635-2585. That's 888-635-2585. I'm extension 801. Or you can email me or call your local Ringler Associate representative, great. and you will have a direct line to RMS.
1: Terrific. And uh, for all of you out there to get to that Ringler Associate, you can go to ringlerassociates.com. The website is uh, has been revised. It's a terrific website. It's got a lot of great information. I encourage you to go to that website. You can find all Ringler Associates, and of course, we'll connect you uh, also to RMS. Uh, and in case uh, you know you're a first-time listener, you should know that you know, we're pretty proud here at Ringler Radio. We've now crossed the threshold of more than one and a half million listeners that have uh, logged on uh, all over the world, actually. So, uh, Tom, you're going to be heard by a lot of people around the world, and they're going to be all interested in hearing how uh, Medicare can be, can be better handled uh, through RMS. So uh, with that, I want to just say that all of our shows are downloaded from the website ringlerradio.com ringlerassociates.com. We have over a hundred shows that you can go to. Tremendous number of topics. Uh, I encourage you to do that. And uh, you can also go to legaltalknetwork.com or even go to iTunes and download from there. So uh, there are a lot of uh, resources for you. And in the meantime, for all of you out there, once again, Tom, thank you for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, Larry.
1: Terrific. And the rest of you out there, go have a
0: great day. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio, celebrating its seventh year on Legal Talk Network with over a million listeners. Ringler Associates, the first name in structured settlements. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.